me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into DC on screen. We are covering in this episode Legends of Tomorrow 216 Doom World. We're going to get super spoilery on it. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co host, Jason Goss. Hey. To recap, Ray's a janitor and <laughs> Ray is a janitor. Nate's a conspiracy theorist. Sarah and Amaya are henchwomen. And Jackson Stein are in corporate research hell. After a fallout with Snart, Mick rescues Nate and they slowly rebuild the memories of the team with some handy Palmer tech. They infiltrate Star Labs, where Eobard has set up shop as a super scientist to steal the Spear of Destiny. After a battle with the Legion, Vixen is killed and the Spear is destroyed and everyone but Eobard is mad about it. The Legends decide they have no choice but to visit a previous point in their own timeline to stop this reality. Meanwhile, Gideon snaps Rip out of his rum-flavored baking bender so that they can send a distress signal. Oh, that's a good one. Rum baking, rum flavored baking bender. Mm-hmm. Let's try saying that once. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you made it through it pretty well, actually. You weren't thinking about it. You just went for it. Oh, I was thinking about it. Mm. That was um, my favorite part of this episode, Rip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've got to. I've got to admit. I mean, that's probably. I don't. I, that's similar, at least, to what I would do if I was trapped on a ship for possibly my lifetime. It was weird. Because that may have been my favorite part of the episode, but that was the dumbest part of the episode. It made me feel like... I didn't feel like that fit with the, the rest of the show. Well, it, it, in this instance, it didn't have to. He's literally just trapped in his own little bubble of time with no contact with the outside world. So he just like resorts to mm-hmm. bizarre hobbies. <laughs> and he's like, he comes out with like, I finally got my Fontaine uh, bow tie just right. I was like, I've, I've worked with that stuff. That is that is quite an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he it was it, he did get the funniest line this episode when Gideon finally like pep talks him and you know f- she's kind of fixes herself a little bit and says they have to uh, do everything yeah, and gives him his little pep talk and everything. And it, his line is like, first I'm going to vomit, and second let's do this." Mm-hmm. That one got me. It just feels like Rip is way more proactive than any of that. I you, again, when you're literally trapped on a ship and you have no no, like he's just stranded and he doesn't think that there is any real chance of like ever being unstranded. I just figured he'd given up hope a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow it just didn't ring true to me. Like the the juxtaposition of that performance at the well, the majority of the episode, and then she's like, "By the way, I wrote I rewrote some algorithms and uh, and now power is going to be diverted in a different way, so we can actually do something." He's like, "Right." Here we go. I'm doing this now because I'm better. And I'm like, eh. whatever. C- couldn't Gideon have said, "Hey, hey, I'm uh, 
doing some stuff. Possibly. And I'm going to see if this is going to work. <clears throat> she and may have thought it was funny to watch him get drunk and bake. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <coughs> I think importantly, she told him when she needed that him. We would think it was going to be funny. I did, though, in all fairness, think it was funny to watch him get drunk and bake. I, it was enjoyable to some degree. If I'm but being it true to myself, like, I have to admit it. Ah, uh, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, how brutal the Felicity getting her legs broken by uh, by Sarah and Amaya. Mm-hmm. That was rough. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, she done got the broke the legs, and then and I was like, oh, and then a broke the neck. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you see that like, there's uh, he's got like he's got everybody. It's Ragman, Wild Dog, Vigilante, Flash, Spartan, Black Canary, mm-hmm. Green Arrow. Now he's adding the Huntress mask up there. Mm-hmm. Which made me wonder though, is Vigilante actually gonna be a good guy at some point next year? I don't know. Uh, that was it was kinda weird to see his thing up there. Well, I mean he was still a vigilante that was probably that was trying to take down Dart, you know? Yeah, true. I think <coughs> Vigilante is a good guy to some degree. <laughs> yeah. Um now can I get to two of my major problems real quick? Sure. Um, well, no, wait, I'll do this. I'll do this the other. Way. I'm going to tell you the two things I enjoyed. <clears throat> Sorry. After uh, after Nate like baseball bats, um, Eobard with the the spear of destiny that almost high five between him and Dark was pretty funny. I thought brilliant. Yeah, that was great. And all right, so they've got Sarah and and Dark kind of plays the scene too long, <laughs> and. After they make their little escape, uh, I think it's Merlin says, "For what it's worth, I thought it was a very good bad guy monologue." Mm-hmm. See, I, I like the previous line. <laughs> really, now's the time for a bad guy monologue. Yeah. <laughs> All of that was fun. That was so, it, that yeah, was good. Uh, you know, just good in jokes. But my two major problems here: um, why can the spear of reality or the spear of destiny? Well, same thing, really. Fix it. It fixes reality outright, except mm-hmm. parts of the hippocampus. <laughs> yeah what the what you know yeah well i mean you know scars i, I don't know yeah i mean there had to be a way to get it back right i mean and that's the other thing the, the scars it, it, when they pitched us the when they described this spear early on they said it fixes reality flawlessly and then in this episode we're like there are scars and also you can suddenly remember things if you Ray can apparently stop playing video games to compulsively build Palmer Tech somewhere in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. I did like his bit later about, like, I've scrubbed so many toilets. Yeah. I think, uh, importantly, I think what they should have done was uh, had, you know, Rip rescue them by going back in time and stopping it by deciding to go fold or, you know, risk folding time in on itself. Yeah. Like, because I didn't quite buy the scars thing either. No. But. I mean, it- Whatever it, it's they told it's they they set it up one way they did it another way I, did, I think I think it's just not cohesive when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing though, I understand was um, Vixen again this episode. Just uh, she just moves at the the speed of her pen, man. I mean, uh, like, I, they they don't trust Mick. She, Mick goes through all this trouble to betray the Legion and reassemble the team, and then they still try to leave him out of the of the mission. Yeah. Um, I'm just. But you know. That. They they shouldn't trust him. Who knows if this is a double cross in disguise? You know, I don't know. And it's clear it's clear that like you know what we were hoping for last week that it would be like oh it turns out Mick is you know fake double crossing them. He's trying to get in with the Legion so they can figure out some stuff. That wasn't even true. No, it's just he, he just said he made a mistake. Just, yeah, he just literally betrayed them and then was like, hey, uh, wait a minute. I probably shouldn't have done that. Okay, great. Throwing them throwing them with the bad guys is probably a bad idea. I just. I, 
they went through the trial. Like they, it's the line that Ray had last episode where where he kind of points out, you know, he's right. We never did really trust him. Well, we'll take the next step, guys. Go ahead and go out on a limb and say, Mick, you're one of us. We trust you. Now, do you, mm-hmm. I, I, to me, that's that's where the show should have gone here with with the we do do we don't trust Mick thing. Is like, you know what? We're gonna go out on a limb and just say like you're part of the team outright. You know? I thought that was where we are as far as the beats went, but so I had a little problem with it. But um. The real, the real issue I have with this whole episode was, like, it was a cool fight scene there at the end, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was a neat, neat scene. It's just the blocking and the execution of the last bit. Okay, so Vixen gets the spear and just sits there and talks about it, I guess, for a second. Like, are, are the entire Legion of Doom is just going to sit there, like, calmly while she recites some, what, the thing? And, and no. I mean, it, they, like, the fighting <laughs> yeah. needs to continue. You need to hold some people hostage. Like, Damien Dark's still sitting over there. He could, he has ma- his magical mm-hmm. powers. He could snap her neck where, he, where she stood. It just, yeah. that was stupid that the fighting stopped. It, like, it, it didn't set it up. Like, I was so worried about how stupid it was that the fighting stopped that when she got hit with the cold gun, I kind of thought, well, sure, why not? Yeah, right. And she's been so waffly the last few weeks. Good riddance. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know. <laughs> Gotta bring her back. But then even even look at the blocking here. Alright, on the far stage left, you've got Snart. In the uh-huh. middle, center middle, you've got Mick right between both groups. Stage right, you've got Vixen. Well he shoots her. Okay, that can happen from across the stage. That's fine. But then he's standing beside her. So he had to walk past Mick after he shot yeah. Mick's friend without anything happening. Uh-huh. And then it's just Snart standing there with a the spear, and you've got all these it's just Snart. It's just one guy with a gun, and no one's going to go in there and try to take this thing? Yeah. That that was not at all believable. I mean, I, I can buy it that Eobard takes over the scene, which, by the way, he had a great speech. He did a good job. Yeah. But whole whole chunks of that climax were just awkward and, and not believable. Would yeah. Would you agree? I would. I didn't even think it was believable that uh, without his steel powers... Nate could uh, hit Eobard running at such a high speed and make him fly backwards like that. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> well, some part of me kind of thought like, well, you know, the faster the pitcher is, the harder the ball flies off the bat, which is true. So yeah, if, put your hand up into a ceiling fan. <laughs> I know. I just got for a second. I was like, I guess the spears, uh, great bat. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. It was a it was a lucky swing, but watch it was it was worth it though. I got so distracted watching Dark be like, "Yeah, that high five was was great." Yeah, I don't know. I'm watching Dark and Sarah fight, and she has the spear, and I'm like, "Why is he not using his magic?" Earlier in the episode, we see him like lift her in the air, yeah. and just she's almost completely incapacitated. Yeah. I don't know. It was uh, this is a weird one. This has been a lot to. Lot to chew the last few weeks with with legends. Oh, um, I meant to suggest we we've done this a couple times. Suggested lines that we think should be retired forever. Uh huh. I got one. You ready? Sure. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Oh, yeah. Would you second that 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 notion? Um, I want to say yes. You're trying to think of like some place where that could still work because the only answer well, is like Archer no. or something. I'm I'm trying to think of a better alternative. I just think that exact set of words should be retired. Like I think it- the situation should be retired. <laughs> the situation of people I think returning they, yeah, after I think needing people, to have been killed the first time? Yeah, I think they should just be killed the first time. Yeah. And we move on yeah. from those characters and say, yep, they, they died. It sucked. But you know what? 
that bad guy that they should probably be uh act, they should probably be taken more seriously next time because they killed that person Cast- that we'd grown attached to. Casting directors <laughs> would hate you. Uh, right, well, we've got six episodes planned. I'm going to need about 400 people. <laughs> look, man, if anything ever happens where I make anything in video form again with any kind of narrative, mm-hmm. that's fine. Because it'll it will be like a Louis C.K. like situation where I do it in secret, ah yes, and then just drop it on the internet with no one knowing anything. Like I will just <laughs> spend my own money to make it if I have the money to make it. Yeah, and it won't be nearly as good as what he puts out. Like it will it will be no Horace and Pete. No, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I don't think I can handle dealing with casting directors putting you know crappy actors <laughs> that I don't like into my roles. Right, right. Um, uh, and then tell me I can't kill them because <laughs> they're popular now. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't want them there. Um, I did laugh when Snart said "bored." Now that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of Willow on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, by the way, they tossed in another line for those guys. Um, early, early scene with those two. Uh, Snart suggests that he can have them tossed in Iron Heights and plan an escape, just like old times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little, little prison break hint, which is coming back soon. That little uh, miniseries or whatever it is. It is. For anyone who cares. Um, did it remind you, though, like, they come out and, and you know, everyone's like, oh, sorry, Snart. And, um, it, it reminded me of, like, the gambler episode of The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. I, it, you remember the one that, where he always wins and then there's no there's yeah. no point to it? Yeah, I do. I didn't think about it watching this episode, but... You see it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Actually, what I thought of was, um, of course, was... Um, Star Trek Generations, where Kirk is inside the Nexus and he jumps that, that, uh, whatever it was, that, uh, canyon or whatever with the horse. And he goes, eh, every time it scared me until that time because it isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Go back with me. Help me stop soaring. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think I had a lot left, man. Do you know how infuriating it is to know that Malcolm Merlin was right? Mm. Phenomenal. That was a great line. One. Um, I like the Legion of Doom, like, headquarters. Yeah, with the old school shout-out. It, yeah, it totally just looked like the old Legion of Doom headquarters. It was awesome. Yeah. Made me very happy. And, uh, you know, people of this show know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like about half of our audience probably thinks that, like, I'm way too easy to please. And the other half thinks that I'm just a dick who's never pleased. <laughs> <laughs> In truth, we're just both these things. Because everybody is when you really get down to it. Yeah. Yeah. We all have lovely but, hypocritical feelings. <laughs> but there aren't point. a lot of like 100% cogent humans walking around. Those don't really happen. Yeah. Well, look, uh, you know, the this episode was okay. It wasn't, it, did, it didn't live up to the promise that I felt it had. But, um, you know, on the bright side, Nate's mom does make great sandwiches. Yeah. Even gluten-free for Ray. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places. Uh, members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. A lot of great shows over there. Uh, you might like some of those shows if you like this show. We're going to be coming right back with our review of Arrow 518, Disbanded. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen.
Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.